0: Thank you for coming to the podcast, Top Turtle MMA podcast on flowcombat.com. Promotional consideration provided by Sisu Mouthguards. If you're in the market for a new mouthguard, you're going to want to head on over to SISUGuard.com. Let's face it, the mouthguard industry has been flat, stagnant. For the past few hundred years, mouthguards have been made all the same. Until now, Sisu makes the world's most thinnest, lightweight, durable mouthguard. You can talk, you can breathe, you can drink. All with the mouth guard in your mouth, head on over to sisuguard.com. We are also brought to you by Band Coffee. Banned Coffee makes the world's strongest coffee, so if you do stuff during your day and you need a little jolt, a little boost, you're going to want to head on over to BannedCoffee.com, enter in promo code MMA, all one word, not case sensitive, and get yourself a 20% off discount. Banned Coffee and Sisu Mouthguards brings you this episode of Top Turtle, and it starts right now. We are rolling. I am David Tremonti, joined as always by my co-host, Daniel Gumby Vreeland. They call him Gumby because he's quite flexible in the jiu-jitsu world. And we are Top Turtle MMA on flowcombat.com. That's our mother ship. You can catch us there. Also, really, wherever a podcast is being streamed, tune TuneIn, Stitcher, SoundCloud, iTunes... Give us a like, give us a subscription, write a review. It helps keep the lights on in the Top Turtle studio. Gumby, one of the things we pride ourselves on is getting right into it. And let's face it, the UFC, it's in a bit of a lull right now, right? We're coming off the very exciting UFC 214. There was UFC Mexico this past weekend, which did anything of, of note happen in your uh, mind? I, I mean... The- not really anything of... no. I mean, there
1: was a lot of finishes, which is super exciting. But, like, as far as contenders being born, there was, like, some fringe contenders kind of making a little noise with, like, you know, Dustin Ortiz, maybe, or... or nice
0: KO in the flyweight division. Yeah,
1: and, and Pettis picking up the win kind of, like, makes him relevant in that flyweight picture again. But, like, nothing... Yeah, like no earth-shattering MMA news that you like have to watch. Is it
0: possible that we saw the last of Rashad Evans? I, I mean, that's a. I mean, after effect. after that one, I hope so. He lost I, a split decision to Sam Alvey in yeah, a very that, boring fight. That's
1: right after losing, uh, you know, like a sort of a poor performance to Dan Kelly too. And and not that Dan Kelly and Sam Alvey like aren't good fighters, but they're like fringe gatekeepers in the middleweight division. And if he can't even get by a, like a gatekeeper in the middleweight division, like. He's lost four in a row. What What is left for him?
0: So we have a couple of weeks here until UFC 215 in Edmonton. Oh, and don't forget, you
1: also have, uh, is it Rotterdam? Somewhere in the Netherlands is the week before 215, too. And so you got, who's you got headlining that? That one's uh, Stefan Struve, Alexander Volkov. Right. Yeah, so like another sort of under the radar card. But you're right, before, we've got almost a month before another big MMA card.
0: Well, let's go down the list right now, because I was thinking about it. You have, uh, I think it's, what, 11 champions at this point, with Cyborg in the mix at 145, finally? Yeah, I think 11...
1: Yeah, eight guys and three girls. And three girls. So...
0: I think we have three champions booked. Let's go down. You have coming up next month. Demetrius Johnson is going to face Ray Borg, which I think we're both excited about. Yeah, and,
1: and and good for Ray Borg too. You know, like he's he's put in such work, and he's a great uh, interview that we've had on the show. So too.
0: that's the flyweight title fight. Amanda Nunes on the same card will be defending her women's bantamweight title against Valentina Shevchenko. The fight that was supposed to happen during International Fight Week and got canceled. Very exciting fight. Yeah. We think Shevchenko has a very good chance in that. She I won she the third round. Chance. This is a rematch. Shevchenko won the third round and. Their first fight, but Noons took home the decision win because she won the first two rounds. And then, uh, you have, I guess it's all but confirmed now, GSP versus Bisping is back on at middleweight. We've, we've heard it all but
1: confirmed with that one before,
0: too. Uh, so that's at MSG, and then on that same show, you have some rumors of other title fights. You have maybe, uh, Garbrandt versus Dillashaw, the fight that was also supposed to happen at Mm. International Fight Week and got delayed. Yep. Uh, that's at, uh, for the men's bantamweight title with Garbrandt defending against Dillashaw. Very fun fight. And then you'd also have JJ defending against Thug Rose, the women's, uh, Uh, strawweight Strawweight. title so that's exciting and then you have max holloway defending the featherweight title against frankie edgar Uh, also rumored i
1: think mostly too because all those champions want that card they like know it's the big deal
0: of course to be on msg um and i like all those fights now we get into the nitty-gritty and we could start talking about who these champions should face so you have at heavyweight stipe miocic uh, in a bit of a contract dispute right now, I have a feeling they can clear this up very quickly. Because you need Stipe. You he, need, I
1: mean, he's huge. He, he's he, a huge sell.
0: And uh, yeah, you know what? He's not a huge sell, but I think he's a potential huge sell, because here's why. Uh, his pay-per-views that he's headlined uh, have done 300K, the one against his title win against, uh, Verdum. And then a year later in May, his title defense against JDS both did 300 K, uh, not great numbers, but the UFC will take it in today's day and age, his title defense in his home state of Cleveland against Overeem did about 600 K I believe, but that was with the aid of CM Punk's first Mm -hmm. fight. Uh, But him going for the record, because there have only been... No one's ever defended the heavyweight title more than twice. Him versus Kane, basically the two... You know, most dominant heavyweight champions really of this decade, I would say. Uh, It'd be a and, big one. And Kane really being the most dominant ever, that's a big one. And Stipe going for the record. So I think that has the potential to do, you know, 500, I would hope. Yeah.
1: And, and I think that every man kind of uh, attitude about Stipe makes him a huge sell. You know, like he seems like, you know, like somebody you know.
0: And uh, so there, there you have that. I think that's a great fight. If it wasn't Kane, because Kane is always injured, who would you plop in there to fight Stipe instead of Kane? I mean, if if uh, if it happened after Edmonton,
1: mm-hmm. uh, you would hope that they just take whoever wins Nagano versus JDS, because to me that that's a rightful number one contender spot. I mean, Overeem technically beat Verdue, but like no, I can't see Overeem no part again. of that. Yeah. No part of that made me be like, oh, Overeem's got to get another chance it's, at Miochik, Stipe right? Stipe
0: turned his lights off. Yeah. In in, in
1: in like vicious grounded and pound, and it wasn't a dominant win to get him back in there.
0: All right, John Jones just beat Daniel Cormier for the light heavyweight title. The king is back. Who do you see facing John it's Jones? It's gotta be
1: Gus too. You know, as much as I like uh Volkan Uzdemir, uh, you know, I mean he beat Jimmy Manoa versus, you know, watching Gus absolutely obliterate uh Glover Teixeira. So I mean those two differences, um I I think you gotta give Gus Especially with his history with Jones, the next shot.
0: Here's one that we could debate a little bit. Conor McGregor, if he ever fights MMA again, who is he defending his 155 title against if he comes back later this year or early next?
1: Uh, So there's a little bit of rumors out there about Tony Ferguson finally getting that fight with Habib. Um, And if they do, obviously, uh, to me, the winner of that is, is in the front of the line. That being said, I, I totally expect it to be Nate Diaz again.
0: Yeah, I, the trilogy. I, I know From it's, a business-
1: ter- it's terrible to say that, right? Like, you have two of the most worthy challengers ever in, in the history of MMA, and I totally expect. Nate Diaz to get it coming off of no fight since the last time you fought Connor
0: women's featherweight cyborg who does she defend against Gumby uh,
1: I think it's going to be Holly home to be honest with you and that's kind of upsetting I wish it'd be Megan Anderson or they would like start filling in that division and have some like contender fights but I think from a business standpoint right now Holly home makes the most sense
0: Absolutely. I agree completely. And then this brings me to what I really wanted to talk to us about, because I think we, I think everybody we just mentioned, it's almost like borders on no brainer. Yeah. They're, right? they're like Gus, you know, Frankie for Max, Gus for John Jones, Kane for A, uh, thug for JJ, thug for yeah. JJ. It all, everything makes sense. Here's what doesn't make sense. Who the bleep is Tyron Woodley going to defend his welterweight title against, if not GSP? <sighs> I mean, to me, uh, I'm. It's actually
1: crazy because he didn't really get hurt in the fight with Demian Maia, so he's like ready to go right away. No,
0: he did. He he got surgery. Oh, so, is he? Yeah. Did he get surgery? Yeah, I did not he, hear that. Okay, he so tore his rotator cuff, I believe. Oh, well, so the, he might be out. So, so for that's like actually. A while. <laughs> this is going to sound really fucked up. That's
1: actually perfect uh, <laughs> because it's going to give him a, some time to shake some shit out. So uh, in Edmonton, uh, you know, you got. Neil Magny fighting RDA, maybe the winner of that takes on uh, Robbie Lawler, and and it'd be a logical fight to decide whether or not Robbie gets a second shot, or you know maybe a new challenger like an RDA or a Magny.
0: Uh, I don't think RDA is anywhere. I mean, he's but ranked tenth. You're, is you're right
1: though. So like you say, he's not going to be there. But if you go through the list of people in that welterweight division, and and you can take it out if you want and go top to bottom, everybody on that list is like coming off a loss. Or, like, has no momentum.
0: Here, here's what I think makes sense. I would say Robbie Lawler in a rematch to get his title back would be one thing that makes sense. Or, if Woodley's going to be out for a while, and I think this is already rumored, go Lawler versus Masvidal for an interim title. Yeah, I mean, I don't.
1: I mean, I'm not sure you need an interim title in that division. Yeah, it's the I mean, UFC. Son, welcome I mean, to 2017. God, right, it's getting an interim but, title. But we're going to interim title up for for Jorge Masvidal, who just got beat by the guy who just got beat for the I, title. I'm you, know, with
0: like, you I'm with you. Oh, it's it's rough to well, be. Well, would you I mean, ra- like? Okay, would you rather do Lawler versus Steven Wonderboy Thompson, but then you run the let's, risk of let's, Thompson let's, having no, a fight with? No, no. Let's again. let's do Wonderboy versus
1: Masvidal, and then run like I said, the winner RDA and Magny with.
0: Lawler, Lawler,
1: and then hope that a a contender emerges, you know, like if RDA smoked Magni and then knocked out Lawler, you wouldn't care so much about the winner of of Wonder Boy in Masvidal. And if Wonder Boy happens to knock off Masvidal for you. You're like, well, that's good because Wonder is going to need three or four more wins before we care to see him fight for a title again.
0: You know, it, there are so many crimes going on here. Here's one crime. Uh, the person who should be fighting. Actually, let me. It's fucking him. GSP, right? Is, is that what well, you're going to say? Actually, I was going to say Rory. But yeah, you're yeah, right. It's GSP. fucking GSP should well, be fighting for that. that title. So this is why I take it to one of the two TriStar guys. So Woodley has been taken down one time in the UFC and it was by Rory McDonald. Uh, I would love to see that rematch for a title, but Rory's in Bellator, so that sucks. And then you think about GSP. This is the takedown king. Didn't wrestle growing up, by the way. The way he (laughs) mixes in his striking. I mean, listen, I love Damian Maya, but he could really learn something from watching some old GSP highlights. You know, you don't just go for a takedown. If you watch the way GSP would hit takedowns, it was all timing. Yeah. It was off his strikes. And well, that, and too,
1: here's another important thing about his striking level is that every single time he fought, him and us would come up with a game plan that he knew this one new wrinkle to his game, if he added it and made it really good the other guy would have no chance. And to me, what sticks out is the the Josh Koscheck fight, and it seems silly in 2017. The first one or the
0: second one? Did he fight Koscheck twice? Yeah, once a title defense five rounds, and once yeah, in okay. between titles for three rounds.
1: Okay, so I'm thinking of the title fight. Sure. So, uh, you know, it, it seems funny to be talking about Josh Koscheck in 2017, but like when he fought Koscheck, he knew he had this little slip and jab move that was going to sting Kostjak, every single time, and he like shattered Kostjak's face, <laughs> and then the takedown was there if he needed it, right? Like, because he had shattered Kostjak's face and he couldn't see out of his left eye. So, like, that. Adding like one little piece to his striking game every time that he knows is gonna exploit his defense, you're right, Demi and Maya could take a huge hint from GSP's so old game plan.
0: GSP is the takedown king and you have a champion who's never been taken down. I wanna see GSP try to take Tyron Woodley down. That's really the fight I wanna see, not him versus Bisping.
1: Yeah, I I mean him versus Bisping's better in name value alone, to me. It, oh, is, of course, it, yeah. it, as far as I mean, it's a smart business decision and it sucks now that as MMA fans and, and even one year ago, this was not true, but it sucks now that as MMA fans, we have to take away saying the, well, this is the deserving matchup and we have to say, well, they made the move that made the most business. De- can, know, sense, can I right? also say
0: something about Woodley in yeah. classic pro wrestling fashion? I actually believe Woodley's boring ass fights are. A positive, and so, I'll tell you why. Because I think fans in that old heel wrestling mentality of you want to see someone beat the shit out of the honky tonk man, y- you want to see someone just finally
1: get Woodley. You're you're totally <laughs> right, dude. I mean, like, and, and I got nothing against Woodley too. I like Woodley. I, I like Woodley. I like Woodley Lawler. Woodley Lawler was a fucking a banger of a match. Mm-hmm. So like. I like Woodley too, but I think you're right. I think from a business side, they just want to see somebody smash him. Which, even if you think back though, that's not necessarily saying anything degrading because people thought that about GSP back in the day. Mm. Like, yeah, you want to see GSP because it's the best in the world too, but every single hype video for GSP fights back in the day were like, this is the guy who's going to beat GSP because his striking is insane, right? Like, I actually got jacked up for a little bit to watch Dan Hardy fight GSP because I thought Dan Hardy had the hands to put on GSP, right? <laughs> like, those hype videos yeah. of that era were so good, but I was, like, so jacked up it's for Dan Hardy. So,
0: dude, you bring up such a good point. I'm, like, the hugest GSP mark of all time, and every GSP fight, I, I was sold. I'm like, this is the guy. Tiago Alves, Alves gonna, <laughs> Tiago Alves is going to kick his head off. Like They did so good with that, man. Yeah,
1: I, whoever was in charge of marketing in that era, I mean, I thought the same thing about Anderson Silva in that era, right? right? right. Oh, shit, here comes Tialis Leites. And I'm like, fuck, why was I so jacked up for Tiali Leites versus fucking Anderson Silva? What a dumb fight to get excited. Or why was I so excited about Nate Marquardt versus Anderson Silva? So... Yeah, whoever was in charge then, they, I mean, they could teach something to the marketing people now.
0: Uh, well, I'll tell you someone who is a potential title challenger that is no joke, and that is Francis Naganu, who with a win next month could become the next heavyweight title challenger, and we got a chance to catch up with him. Well, really, I should say you got a chance to catch up with him, and we will play that interview right now, but I want to mention that this interview is brought to you by Band Coffee. Band Coffee makes the world's strongest coffee. Head on over to bandcoffee.com, enter in promo code Top Turtle MMA, all one word, not case sensitive. That's how we roll and get yourself 20% off. Band Coffee brings you our interview with Francis Naganu.
1: This is Daniel Gumby Greenland here for Flow Combat's Top Turtle MMA podcast, and I have the pleasure of speaking with top heavyweight contender Francis Naganu, who fights Junior Dos Santos at UFC one or two fifteen in Edmonton on September 9th. Francis, you've been really vocal about your choice to train at the UFC Performance Institute, and uh, we've seen on social media that you're bringing in a lot of boxers to spar with. But with you moving to Vegas, uh, who's kind of in charge of the head coaching of your training?
2: Um, uh, I moved to Vegas, and uh, it was not easy to my team to move with me, but we keep uh, we still keep work together. You know, we we started together, we work. Um, um, we we work with many teams together, even right now. So that I mean, um, by the way, I I have some I met someone here who who made me who, who work striking. Yes, and uh, the guy was uh, Dewey Cooper. I work and I make striking with him.
1: The, yeah, Dewey Cooper, a uh, well-known kickboxer in the area. Um, so, you know, you've said you've, you're working with a couple of different guys there. Uh, I know John Wood from Syndicate has reached out to you, and I imagine a bunch of others as well. Is is there any pressure to sort of join a fight team in Vegas, or do you think you can progress well enough working with, you know, the different kickboxers like Dewey Cooper and uh, a whole bunch of other guys in the area?
2: You know, I, I'm taking the time to think about managing, um, to figure managing up, so... I still, I still not good, uh, to train with, with John, John Wood, that maybe that will happen. But right now, uh, basically for this fight, we, we work a lot of striking and then, uh, I mean, we work by ourselves, work striking, work, uh, um, uh, wrestling and even jujutsu because, um, don't forget that uh, Junior is a, jiu guy.
1: Yeah, and, and I think a lot of people do forget about that, too, that Junior Dos Santos uh, does have good, good jujutsu But your your original point is right. He is definitely one of the better boxers you've squared off with. Um, does that change your game plan at all? I mean, you're, you're you know, a well-accomplished boxer in your own right. Um, does it make you want to explore other parts of the game, or are you happy to stand and bang with him?
2: It does not change my game plan anymore, you know. That is why... Um, its still easy to me to continue train i mean out of some gym because we keep the same game plan um, I, I think junior gonna try to to take down that you know even if a good kijutsu guy is not the wrestler, and uh, that was a, a very that would be difficult for you to take me down and um, as everyone. Like every game plan, you will just be to defend, uh, take down and keep striking because uh, I, I believe on my on my striking, you know. I believe for, for my punch. So I'm going to keep the fight up. Oh.
1: So you, you pretty much answered my, my question here. So I was going to say there's hundreds of ways the fight could plan out, but you're expecting him to kind of grapple and you expect it to stand the feet. Do you expect to be able to finish a tough opponent like Junior Dos Santos?
2: Yes, obviously. Obviously.
1: So, um, so obviously people have asked you a lot of stories about uh, all of your different moves. Um, you know, you left Cameroon at, at age 26, and now we're only four years later, uh, and you're one of the fastest-growing stars in the state. Does it feel surreal at all? Has it set in that, like, You've changed that much. I mean, this is the thing that movies are made of.
2: You know uh, that this is the thing why I move, why I start move even uh, to Cameroon, uh, even from from Cameroon. I, I move for something like this because I'm I'm trying I'm, fine. I'm, I'm fine some uh, to recognize um, uh, I mean, I don't know how to say it, but. I find something to do. I, I feel like I have something to explain and I find somewhere to have that opportunity to explain myself. And then, even when I leave Cameroon, I just know I leave Cameroon, but I don't really know where I'm going uh, because it could make, that dream could bring me anywhere and this is where we are now. Uh, I mean, the, the the dream bring me here and I was just flexible for my dream. So everything that uh, who is like everything who is like um, positive for my dream, I just follow it. So that doesn't matter for me. I'm get ready for that a long time ago.
1: And that's certainly a beautiful message too—to to just be completely flexible for your dream, and that's how you got there in what seems like such a short amount of time. Um, now that you're in Vegas, uh, you know it's a big city you know uh not that paris wasn't a big city either but you have to be getting recognized on the streets all the time is is that weird to you at all
2: By the street all the time you know i have no work um, to this by this to the street all the time you know i just i have my my home and then I leave my home most of the time. I leave my home, go to training, and then come back home. You know, I don't walk too much outside.
1: Ah, so you're you're <laughs> a little bit of a reserved guy.
2: Yes. So when I get training, like uh, uh, and after I get tired and I just get back home, I don't go to the to the street or anywhere else. Maybe some restaurant or some some store. Yes, Mm -hmm.
1: but no, no, a So let's talk a little bit about your division, too, because, you know, fighting Junior Dos Santos, former champion of the division, you've got to think it puts you right at the top. Um, The rumor out there right now is that the champ, Steepy Miochik, is fighting Kane Velazquez next. Uh, What do you think about that fight, and who do you think might walk away the winner of that? Uh,
2: That is to the rumor. So, no one could not have that. But anyway, that doesn't matter for me. I called out uh, Velasquez a long time ago. Uh, I mean, after my fight, it was just like his injury. And now, if he's come back and fight for the title, me and then, uh, the thing that I'm going to do is just uh, win Junior and wait for the title shot. doesn't matter who will, be the, who will get the title of Velasquez or Stipe. That doesn't matter for me, you know. So I'm just waiting for that.
0: There you have it, Gumby. Francis Naganu. Yeah, and
1: I it's crazy to say this about somebody who's only been doing MMA for five years, but you really feel like he's got that like champions mentality you know he's talking about doing anything it takes to make the dream work uh whether it's move to vegas or move to paris or whatever the hell it is uh and then i I love the the part i don't don't even think he was trying to make it a soundbite but when i asked him whether or not he uh he gets noticed on the streets of vegas he he just leaves the house and goes to the gym and back to the house Mm -hmm. uh which to me is such a champions mentality
2: Yeah,
0: I agree completely. I'm very excited to see him and JDS next month. And you've got to be excited about how quick he's getting better, too. Like, I mean,
1: that submission win in Albany, uh, you know, what was that, like a year and a half ago or a year ago? I mean, like, there are pieces to his game that we haven't even seen yet. And to me, that's really exciting. He doesn't believe anybody can take him down. So, like, can they? Mm -hmm. Let's find out. After he, if he beats
0: JDS. Well, that's what actually kind of makes a potential Kane or Stipe matchup very intriguing. Yeah, too. and I,
1: I actually love... So there was rumors of Naganu versus Kane, and he even mentioned a little bit in the interview how he was looking for Kane. But like they mentioned a little bit about him versus Kane happening, and I actually like that they went JDS better first because it like gives us one more chance to hype him up, one more chance to make sure his striking is for real, and we know it's for real, but like one more chance for the UFC to make sure it... And then we go, all right, it's time to see if he can fight
0: a wrestler. Yeah, agreed. Yep. Agreed. Very exciting. Well, I'll tell you what's not exciting, this UFC lull we're in, but you could head on over to FlowCombat.com, check out the new prospect ranking. Yeah,
1: they're super exciting, super exciting. And while we don't have UFC, we do have...
0: Um, Dana White's contender series, which are turning out to be some fucking awesome fights, man. I was actually saying to someone the other day, I was more excited about Dana White's contender series last week than I was uh, about UFC Mexico.
1: Yeah, and it,
0: for good reason. They keep putting on hell of a fights. It's a, it's a very exciting concept, and I, I don't know. I just, I really like that show. I, I could never see another, uh, ultimate fighter again but keep giving me the contender series every week all right that about wraps it up i am david tremonti he is daniel gumby real and this was top turtle mma podcast on FlowCombat.com. we thank you so much for listening check us out on twitter at top turtle mma and come on back next week we'll be here hope you are too